Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to a second series. This is Recall the Midwife. I'm Becky. I'm Alex. Hi, I'm Jen. Uh, just a quick reminder before this week's episode that um, there are some topics in it that deal with domestic abuse and sexual exploitation. So if those are things you're not able to um, listen to us discuss this week, please feel free to come back next time. Also, something new for our listeners, if you would like to get in touch with us, we have an email address. The email address is recallthemidwife at gmail.com. That's R-E-C-A-L-L-T-H-E-M-I-D-W-I-F-E at gmail.com. We'll put it in our show notes. Please feel free to reach out. We would love to hear from you. Um, okay, I'm going to give a quick synopsis before we get started. This week, we meet Molly Brignall and her husband, Richie. Molly is pregnant with her second child. And when Jenny visits her at home, she finds the home is not ready for a home birth. And after meeting with her regularly, she learns that Richie is abusive. This is a struggle throughout the midwife's care. Trixie and sister Evangelina are called to a pregnant woman on the docks, and when they arrive, they find that the pregnant woman in question lives on a huge ship. Once inside, caring for her proves complicated, and the dynamics of her presence there is also difficult for Trixie and sister Evangelina. Jenny celebrates a birthday at Nanata's house uh, in this episode, and the girls celebrate with a party and a trip to the movies. Also, Sister Bernadette begins to show more feeling for Dr. Turner in the small things she does. This week, she takes the time to sew a new button on his lab coat after learning he can never do it himself due to all of his obligations. So, what should we talk about first? Should Should we do the really bleak, dark, depressing Molly Brignall first? Or the more light-hearted sexual exploitation on a boat. Which one do you want to do? <laughs> let's, just go, really, let's just go. Go ahead, Beth. Yeah, the, well, I was just going to say there's so much happens in this episode that it's just a, it's just an action-packed episode. 
Yeah. And let's go with, let's go with Molly Brignall because I think the second story is slightly uplifting. It has a, it, well, it has, it definitely has a happier ending. That's for sure. But this is the season opener. They, they, I, I, I remembered this storyline, but I forgot that it came at this place in watching the show. And like, we just went from that Christmas episode, which was so tough to this one. And I know, you know, we're watching them back to back and obviously in, in real life, you'd have time in between, but my goodness gracious. Okay. Well, I got quite excited because you know, the first bit where Jenny's like riding with all the men going to work in the morning. Yeah. And it's the music of like, dun, 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 dun. and I was like, yes, it's back. Like I've been away for like 12 weeks or something. I haven't. <laughs> I literally watched it like the week before, but, um, but yeah, I was loving that. And uh, she was yeah. just there like getting down to business. And then she goes into mm-hmm. Nanata's house and they're like, happy birthday. Here's a cake. You've just been staring down a vagina. <laughs> uh, yeah. I loved it. It was very sweet. It was very sweet. I just, anyway, sorry, I just... Molly Brignall. Molly Brignall. No, I, I like that they took that moment for celebration. Okay, so we meet Molly Brignall. She's missed her appointment at the clinic. So Jenny goes to visit her at home. And when she comes in, she finds the, the, the apartment that they live in really squalor is the right word. I mean, it's just terrible. It's, it's really dingy. It's really dirty. Molly doesn't look that pulled together. And Lorraine, Lorraine behind the couch. Oh, bless Oh, and she looked so scruffy, that little kid. So sweet and cute, but just really like kind of unattended. And then Jenny definitely picks up that something is up in that the first The fact they didn't even know they had a child. Like this child was just cowering behind the sofa. Like that is not obviously normal behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to make light of a very serious situation, but when Jenny Lee says that one of the most difficult parts of her job is having to pry, I was like, oh no, surely that's one of the best parts of her job. <laughs> I did think of you. <laughs> so nosy. Oh my gosh. We have really unearthed how nosy you are, Bex. And this is why I'm, I'm awful. <laughs> Bex, do, you, do you remember, listeners won't know this, but Bex went, once went for a meal out and uh-huh. someone was breaking up with someone ne- on the table next to her. And she was like basically out with someone and she was like, shush. And like basically <laughs> made them listen to the conversation of the breakup all night. And I've since heard the story of the breakup. It, it was juicy. Yeah, it was amazing. He was moving to Singapore, and he basically brought her out to a restaurant to tell her that he was moving to Singapore, and she was not going with him. <gasps> it was so good, Jen. Oh wow! Anyway, point oh being, we- Bex is absolutely made for interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we digress. We digress, but um, yeah, you can kind of tell the husband is a bit something's up there. Very quickly, he's very controlling. Yeah. And Jenny asks around about it and they're like, well, you know, and so then they say, well, why don't you talk to the mother? Because really the issue that Jenny has at the beginning is that the home is just not safe for a home birth because it's not kind of clean enough, essentially, which again, I mean, the place people that people have given birth in the show already, but okay. So Jenny goes to the mother, (laughs) the smokehouse, the the toilet, the communal toilet. Um, but she goes to Molly's mother who also lives nearby and she kind of says you know this situation can you just kind of tell me what's you know give me some context here and um, so there's actually some a really interesting backstory about Molly and kind of like why and the mother really gives a lot of a lot of history Bex do you want to talk about it well she was evacuated as a child okay she was evacuated from the Blitz in World War II I think is what yeah yeah Yeah, but a mom was like she added my dancing men. Wait, so, what does so, that mean? Well, I kind of I mean, got, got from that, that her mum was out all the time, having a great time, forgetting the kids. And then when the kids came back, she kind of 
didn't take to motherhood as quickly as she could have been because she was still doing the dancing. That's what I took from it. Okay, I have mm. a question. So basically the story the mother tells is that um, she says to Jenny, oh, you know, I'm really sorry that the house is in, is in disarray. I'm not really allowed to go over there very often because they don't really like me having coming over. But the reason they don't want me to come over is because Molly's husband, Richie, is basically not a good guy. And so I would help out, but I'm just not allowed to go. And she and then and then Jenny kind of, you know, what gives her a look or whatever. And she says, well, here, let me just basically tell you about a little bit about Molly. And so she says, you know, Molly and her brother were evacuated during the Blitz. And I don't remember if if Molly's father was also he was killed. He was killed in act. Okay, yeah, because she refers to the telegram on the mantelpiece, doesn't she? Yeah. So so they both lost their father and then they kind of lost their mom because they were taken to the countryside as part of a safety program and the mother didn't go with them. And so she says, you know, when we, when they left, they were these sweet little kids and all that. But by the time I kind of reconnected with her, she was like starting to go through puberty. And once she was starting to get male attention, then she just didn't want to hear anything from me. And then she, the Richie was basically the first guy that she met that, you know, showed an interest in her and she, you know, became pregnant. And she's like, I really thought that he was just going to ditch her, but he didn't. And I kind of was even more sad that he didn't leave her because I didn't think he was a good guy before they got married, but he did kind of quote, do the right thing by sticking with her and the baby, baby Lorraine. And so, and then it's kind of snowballed since then. And, you know, she said, I really just, I missed, I missed an opportunity to really, you know, be there for this child that then became this woman that's, you know, kind of, um, you know, almost was vulnerable to a man like Richie, who's very, I don't know if I thought. she was basically acting like it was her fault. So I don't know if they're trying to make it out that the mum feels guilty when she shouldn't. Or if the mum is part of the problem as well, usually it's like giving you on a platter, like on and right, COVID, right. Like. So I don't but know. She did, the, she did the right thing by her daughter and her son by them being evacuated. Yeah, totally. But the days for dancing things, I think, to meant into it, like intimate that she was out off with loads of men. Well, That's what I took also, from that. I mean, Molly is the victim of coercive control. It's almost true, like Richie's true. groomed her. Yeah, true, true. And she's got like marks on her, hasn't she? Like fag burns and like oh, it's terrible. You know, yeah, bruises everywhere. And poor little Lorraine's terrified. And mm-hmm. I am surprised that we don't see more of this in other episodes because just the times, like it, they've just come off the back of the Second World War, like as a country austerity. They were trying to build the country back. Like I'm surprised there wasn't more domestic violence shown. Yeah. But that wouldn't be cheery on her. Although, to be fair, I don't think there would have been a lot of, like, you know, coerced prostitution like he's basically made her do. Well, that's the spin at the end, because at the start, we think Molly's the victim. Well, she is. She is. she is. But this is what I don't like about this episode, is the way they spin it at the end. Well, do you want to kind of explain what happens at the end? Or what so when she goes into labour, Richie's basically locked her in the house. Mm-hmm. She goes into labour. Um, she goes to the maternity home to give birth. But Molly, basically, before dawn, takes the baby, returns home to Richie. Um, mm-hmm. And it's at that point that we find out the mother thinks she's lost contact with her again. And Jenny goes by multiple times. Oh, in the first month, I think, of her six weeks. 
but they she never doesn't let her the door, in to never check up on her. And then we've discovered that she's been dosing the children up and then she's been going out in the middle of the night and with he's Richie, at Richie's with Richie and he's basically prostituting her. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think that's all un- under his control still. I don't. I still think she's the victim. Like I don't think they're trying to portray that she's not. No, but I didn't like that it ended up so that there's a house fire and the children are basically taken away from Richie and Molly and given to, custody is given to the mother. Molly's mother. And it's Molly's mother. And it's kind of like her second chance. Right. Well, that's, that's kind of how they, that's kind of how they say that, you know, like, oh, Molly's mother is going to get another opportunity to raise a son and a daughter. And this time she's hopefully going to do quote a better job again. I mean, there's no way to, you know, completely evaluate that, but you know, she, she feels that this is her opportunity to kind of give these two children a really good upbringing that maybe she also didn't really get to give her own children when they were being, you know, coming through. Um, I think what's, I think, you know, to your point, Al, what's really, really tough is it is a gray area as to whether Molly's mother did quote the right thing or the wrong thing. And I think it is, a. I think the thing that's really, you know, painful and difficult about these kind of issues is, and I, and I actually think the reason they probably don't deal with domestic abuse more in the show is because it is so complicated and there's like so many different ways it can go. And like, you know, and also it is a Sunday night, like, well, it's, it's, I know it's so hard. It's so dark. I mean, the thing that really broke my heart about it is Molly is very clearly a victim as is Lorraine, as is the unborn baby at the, you know, throughout almost the whole episode. And then in those last five minutes, you see that her victimization, her victimization also turns her into someone who is abusing a child and her family as well. You know, she becomes an abuser based on the experience that she's having with an abuser. And so- I just want to clarify, I 100% think Molly is a victim, but I would have just liked Molly to have had the second chance. Well, that's the thing that's really sad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Can I also say one more thing about Molly? Like, this is a bit more lighthearted, but it was still a bit mental. So she's there giving birth, and it's not a nice thing. And she's silent and they're like, oh yeah, she's a victim. And then she starts going on about this horse giving birth for ages, <laughs> like stood up in a field. Have you stood up in a field? And then she's just carrying like that, just with the sun on its back. And I'm like, what are you going on about? Like, I didn't know if they were trying to be like make it profound or something, but I was just like, shut up, you're babbling. Oh my gosh. Oh, wait, wait. Is this the episode where Dr. Turner also introduces nitrous gas? Yes. To the poplar. Okay, so that is actually a very funny, lighthearted um, storyline that I forgot to add into my synopsis because we were kind of talking about how to break this down, and that is something we will have to chat about. But it, it made me, when you just said that, it made me think, oh my god, how much gas did she have? She really was like, kind of. Well, she refused it. She refused all gas. That's the thing. Oh, I was thinking I know, it was going to be like this babbling, and then I watched it back, and she had no gas. Yeah. Okay. So Molly Brignall, very tough, very complicated storyline, but a I think equally complicated, but you know, with some with some definite happier parts to it, is Sister Evangelina and Trixie getting called to the docks. And when they get there, they're like, "Okay, where's this? Where's this lady that needs help?" And then they're like, "Oh, she's up there." And they literally po- point to this massive. Sh- it's like the Titanic. You know what I mean? I like, could do it. Is- I could not do that. Oh, that I ladder? could not have pulled myself up that uh-uh, ladder. Uh-uh. Then the second they got over the top of the ship, I'm like, "How do they get down? How do they get down?" I was exactly the same. I was exactly I was like, the same. But also, then, can I just say, poor Trixie, oh. she's thinking she's going there with Jenny. And then she gets Sister Evangelina. Although, 
Yeah. I would be so much glad. I was so glad that I had Sister Evangelina because she's hard as nails rather than, uh, than Jenny on the boat with loads of men. I'd be like, oh my goodness. Oh my god, the way that she was like sprackensy hot water and t- towels and everything, and she's like, <laughs> I mean, she just she was absolutely a champion. Um, but she fell over the rail and her and dislocated her shoulder the second she got on the boat. At the they showed her like being carried off in an ambulance. I'm like, how did she get down? How? I know. I was she, yeah, she would not have been able to. Oh also, if Trixie had, had fallen over the boat and dislocated her shoulder, she would not have heard the end of it from Sister Evangelina. So true. <laughs> that's that's so probably true. true. Okay, wait. I did. Did I write it in my notes? Because this was actually really. I think I had. I think I wrote it down. I do love the end um, bit where Sister Evangelina is being carted up on the stretcher and Trixie literally like pats her head. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's get, like, your, get hand your hands off. off. <laughs> Okay, wait, though, th- this is one very small thing. Um, Sister Evangelina is on the phone taking the call from Officer Noakes about the fact there's one and thing. And Trixie was just talking to her about, you know, her shifts. And she's like, well, all these babies have been born. Like, what am I supposed to do? I don't want to do like house calls or whatever it is. And she's like, no, I'm sending you over to something, something building. And the building's name is like Mefeking or something like that. Do you guys remember this? Mandel. I do remember it. I've not written it, it down. It, tr- it truly sounded like a swear word. And it just was, it just was really making me laugh so much because I just thought, oh my gosh, one slip of the tongue as they're, as they're, you know, acting this scene. And all of a sudden you're going to say something absolutely cannot be in the episode. I'm going to have to find it. And I'll, I'll, I'll save it for their quote recap at the end of the series, but oh my God, it was really had me laughing, but yeah, they get there. Okay. So when they get there, they find out the ship's captain says, oh, there's this woman on ship um she's my daughter Kirsten she's you know she needs your help and and I I don't know I think they told he's like oh she's she's screaming out five minutes apart like basically because his English is very broken even though he's Swedish like they're all speak amazing English although yeah it was funny when she was like sprickety dick deutsch and they're like um but yeah she's like I don't care yeah yeah (laughs) They get on board and uh, this captain has essentially been pimping out his daughter to all the men on board. And one of them was Gladswegian. I'm not being funny. I don't know why I expected the guy who spoke English to have better morals. Maybe it's xenophobia <laughs> in me, but I was just like, how, you know, this is wrong. Well, okay. Another, another uh, shout out to my mom. We watched this episode together, you know, to uh, before, before we were recording this podcast so I could refresh. But the first time that she and I watched it together, they go to the ship and she does the thing where she's like, wait a minute, you're going to see what's going to happen. Just get ready. You're, you think, you know, you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen on here. And I did not know what was happening on there. And when I found out, I was like, Oh, Oh, not the father. Oh my God. And I was as appalled as Trixie and sister Evangelina. Once How we were like, Kirsten together, as well? 18 at, at best. I thought Ugh. that I, I didn't think she was super young. She didn't look really, really young to me, but she looked yeah. Very... She's like my father. He thinks of everything. He's so he's got. I don't know what accent that was. Sorry, everyone. Um, but it's like, look <laughs> under my pillow. Look under my pillow. And Trixie's looks under her pillow. She's like, oh my goodness, this is the most amount of contraceptive I've ever seen. Contraceptive sheath I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and she's like, he thinks of everything. And it's like, well, not really, mate. Uh, you, you're up the tub. Yeah, exactly. And, and and what we find out is that that her mom has been gone for a long time. I believe she passed away. Um, he's a working ship's boat captain. And, you know, again, how he got here, we have no idea. But he basically made the decision that he was going to have her travel with him. And that... 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Again, there's no way, I mean, he, how it came to be, there's no way that it was a, a consensual decision that she made by herself, but um, she somehow got into the regular habit of being a sexual partner for these men on the ship because the captain's logic is that you know as long as men have a basically an outlet for that that there'll be no fighting everyone will be a lot more chill they'll just do their work and we'll be happier and like she's like oh men just fall off my body and i'm like oh but the other thing that annoyed me was like they had another cell that had more room. Not cell, cells a bad word. Actually, cell's probably the right word for the hair. Well, you know it looked I mean? like it was like the it looked like it was like the um It was the captain's room. Yeah, it but was? it's the way that they were oh. like Yeah, as if you wouldn't put your daughter in that though, do you know what I mean? But like it's the way they were like, oh god, how neglectful not giving her a bigger room. It's like mm, I think maybe pimping her out is worse than that, but it was like basically <laughs> to like show us as a viewer, like, oh, he's awful. Yeah, but I mean, if, if you're going to do that to your kid, are you really worried about like, oh, you know, yeah, the accommodation to me wouldn't have been the big issue there, but yeah. Did you not think it was slightly heartwarming though? Okay, only at the very end, Bex. Nothing about that storyline. Wow, we really have to have an offline discussion about like your. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry. <laughs> Can we just. Which bit is heartwarming? Yeah, you want to say what. So when they move her from. There's her room to the captain's room, so that they've got a bigger space. So she's not wedged in after being impregnated forcefully by one of the dads. <laughs> Disgusting. All, all of the sailors seem really concerned for it, and then one of them puts a necklace on her. It just seemed, it just seemed as if they all cared. <laughs> yes, but they cared that. for a Terry bearable reason. They cared because that's their sex slave. That's all they cared about. I'm gonna say it's a bit sinister, Bex. That's a bit like I didn't think it was a, I didn't think it was a problematic situation, but I also thought they made it into quite a heartwarming situation. Because you're my friend, Bex. I'm gonna say this that you find a glimmer of hope in a in a tragic situation. <laughs> It's a silver lining for sure. I, I felt really irritated at them cheering. I was like, don't pretend now that well, you who's the dad? That Why? You... Who's cheering? Nobody knows. All of them are. All of them are. They have no freaking idea. Just draw straws and pick one at that point. I mean, they've all been horrible to this girl by just using her this way. And I mean, I'm sure, I mean, like, this is this is a classic example. Like, it, this this kind of sexual abuse and, and, and unconsenting sexual, you know, relation unconsenting sexual acts do not always have to be you know a violent thing that you know like someone's been hurt they've been damaged you know physically whatever it like sometimes it can just be that someone will you know passively 
have someone do something to them, but that's still not a consenting sexual act. I mean, it was just so deeply upsetting. I just, yeah. oh my God. Well, both, both main storylines in, in this episode is basically about someone Very in a position of trust. Yeah. Basically oh. exploiting their, nope. like, their daughter and her wife. Like, you know, it's just pimping them out, basically. Pimps, boats, and hoes, like in the stepbrothers. You know what my mom actually said? We watched this episode and she was really incensed by the Kristen storyline, actually. And I won't tell you some of the things she said, but anyways, she goes, she goes, this episode is about generations. And I don't know why, but that just felt so profound to me because it's like each storyline is all about aging, moving through life. And each storyline has at least two generations as a key feature of, you know, why something happened, what's going to happen in the future. Actually, no, at least no, three generations, because in each storyline, there's a parent, a child, and then a grandchild that comes about and how the, 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 the third generation in each of those storylines, there's a determined character that's going to try to make that little baby's life better as can they i just say i love the mom and i think she's very wise and that's a very good point but i will say that literally is every single episode of call the midwife <laughs> <laughs> this is about well, sexual exploitation by someone <laughs> who you trusted it is it, i mean it, it's always about generations in that there's always at least two because someone's being born and people are becoming parents I mean, obviously yes 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 i don't know i just i it really rung a bell for me but the thing the thing i did the thing i will give you Bex, and i did think was heartwarming was that Kristen says to her and evangelina kirsten says to her to trixie and evangelina i didn't really realize how screwed up the situation was until i saw what you guys thought of it yeah. and then i kind of was able to have a little bit of like you know separation and reflection about what was happening here and my father realized how bad he was because what he also saw that you know coming back from the two of you and so it really changed everything and she said you know now that i have this little baby i can't remember if the baby was named but she says you know i told him i'm go- you're going to take me back to stockholm and i'm going to raise this little girl and i'm not going to be on the ship anymore i'm not doing this anymore and it was to me a very uh, it was a much sweeter ending and a happier ending for kirsten than it was for molly and i was glad to see it even though i think they were both very very sad. well i think they did that on purpose the duality of it like they're both exploited yeah. and to show the two kind of ways it can go it can be you know some rehabilitation for people and realize mm-hmm. they can get out of it or it can yeah you know go the way molly went one of the mothers was able to become, a, you know, a better, healthier person through her own effort. And the other mother was unfortunately not able to do that. And there's no judgment on Molly, but, you know, just to say, yeah. They did take two really bleak storylines and turn them into heartwarming outcomes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Should we talk about the um, gas and air? Oh, yes. That was great. That was great. Um, I love the mom who they they were they were demoing it and Shami was the kind of quote test patient for it and they were like oh they were kind of explaining what nitrous oxide was and there's this like um suitcase basically oh and actually okay so there's a suitcase where the nitrous oxide is kept and that's a portable unit that they're going to carry in ambulances that will be transporting you to the maternity ward and then when you get to the maternity ward you get to use the nitrous oxide there but on the side note sister Evangelina is dead against it 
<laughs> yes, Have exactly. You. Exactly. And the mothers who are standing there in the clinic, like watching this demonstration are like, well, it looks amazing. I want it to, I want to use this, but I want you to bring it to my house. And they're like, well, no, 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 we're not really doing that. And they're like, okay. And so anyway, so this one mom then was giving birth and she was like, oh, my baby's there. It's so hard for them to come out. You know, it's really painful. Da, da, da. She's like, I had it. What and then she says, I want the nit- nitrous oxide. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're, we're not going to call Dr. Turner for that. And she literally grabs Chummy by the, by the throat of her gown. And she's like, you get Dr. Turner out here right now. And so I've been Chummy there. Like, I've been there. <laughs> they're like, you can transport this in the back of your car. And he's like, oh, I suppose I could. But it was funny because then he came out for that and she was loving it. Like it totally changed everything. She had a really easy birth. It was wonderful. But then after that, you start seeing him like almost like in a comedy sketch where like he's just running across town, like just swinging out of his car, like grabbing the suitcase, like clopping up the stairs and everything. Like literally he's sweating. He's checking his watch. He's missing all of his appointments. It was so funny. It was so funny. Well, and also Sister Evangelina at the end having it when, because obviously she'd done a shoulder shoulder. And she yeah. had the brandy that she necked on the boat. And then I don't know how she got down, but he jumped in. I don't bloody know. <laughs> but anyway, they got her on this ambulance and she's there after being so dead against it and then started having the gas and air. Yeah. Well, so See, have you ever had gas and air? Huh? Have you, have you had gas and air for anything? I was knocked out, um, I believe, that way when I had my when I had four wisdom teeth taken out all at once. It was great. I, I... It was a wonderful experience. I, I think I had it while I was giving birth and it just made me feel really sick. I just had to stop. I had like two sucks of it. My husband had loads of it. He was loving it. <laughs> he, was, he had literally so much. I had zero. <laughs> Wait, so he just kind of like, when you passed off the mouthpiece, he just, he just started breathing it in just to yeah, kind yeah, of like chill out? Yeah, was just like not looking and he was like, oh, it's good this. Well, listen, as long as it was calming down one person in the room, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, definitely. You might as well have taken advantage of it. Also, can we talk Um, about the cinema when they all went out for 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 Jenny's birthday? They went to the cinema. mm -hmm. And the smoke in the cinema. Oh my God. Terrible. Terrible. Well, also, you know what made me laugh is when, is when they're all sitting there in a row together eating like popcorn and stuff. And Jenny is saying something about like how, like, you know, we, we all thought about men like a good amount, like what they could do to us, how they could hurt us, how we loved them, how we hated them, you know, something like that. And then you see the cam- camera panning across each one of them and it gets to Trixie. And then all of a sudden her eyes like turn to the side and she's like looking at this guy who's sitting next to her kind of like, hmm, you know, maybe. Mm-mm. And then they literally pan over to this man. And I apologize to this man but I'm telling you this man looked like a thumb I mean it was really like a <laughs> I just couldn't I was like if you're gonna have a guy in that I just I was like can I just say for if he he's listening so young, and he's family, and so- I did not agree I just thought he looked like a normal man and I think <laughs> you know let's calm it down Bex do you think he looked like a thumb no comment oh <laughs> see two out of three I just he wasn't unattractive but he just wasn't he just wasn't I don't know I just I was like really that's the guy that you're gonna make her give like this kind of like side eye like oh maybe I should you know like whatever I I don't know I just thought it was really funny okay what else as well when Peter was like oh have a good time you just have a good time I thought again just doing what we want him to do just doing what she wants with you know what he's supportive he's supportive okay so Sister Bernadette's new glasses. <gasps> yes, fit. And then didn't you? Wasn't it? Wasn't interesting how she was like, like at when the when they were all talking about Dr. Turner at the dinner table, 
and you know one of the nurses was saying oh yeah i heard dr dr turner say like he's not making his appointments because of this nitrix nitrous oxide and everything and then the other was like oh and he can't even get home to make dinner for timmy and then the other one was like the man barely has time for a hot meal himself and like it was so sad i even saw one of his lab coat buttons was popping off because he never had time to re-sew it and everything and and she's like super- speak more respectfully of the doctor please pass the cake <laughs> she says i'll thank you to pass the malt loaf and it was and everyone was just like okay slow your roll why are you like so hopped up on dr turner right now but then in a quiet moment after he hangs up his coat she sneaks in and sews that button on now can i just say as well for future episodes her sewing is quite a common theme about showing her love Mm. oh okay i hadn't thought about that oh i hadn't picked up on that Oh God, why, why do I pick up on these weird things? Well, Alex, all of the two of us have watched the show multiple times. You've literally watched a hundred times at least every True single fact. episode. True fact. Not that I'm weird. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know, during COVID, we all had a lot of time to fill. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, at least we didn't do a Richie Brignall. Um, oh. Anyway, so... <laughs> So I think I think we now are really seeing like some firm tracks being planted in the whole Dr. Burn Sister Bernadette, Dr. Turner, you know. We need a like name that- for him. Oh, what's a good couple name for that? Turnadette. Turnadette. Is that rubbish? Or, or burner. Burner. Burner? <laughs> I'm thinking burner, of- like a slow burner. Like- I'm thinking like burn and Er from Turner, but I think Burner just sounds weird. I think I think Turnadette sounds better. Oh, actually. it could be like what's his name again? Oh my god, Patrick and Sheila. She trick? No, it's rubbish. Patler. <laughs> oh, they're rubbish. <laughs> we'll, we'll, think, we'll have to think about this. Yeah, yeah. And if anyone has any suggestions, please feel free to let us know. Oh yes, um, email us. Send mm-hmm. us a message on Facebook. Put exactly. on our Facebook page. Tweet us. And <laughs> um, also, right, let's do our. Heroes and zeros of the week, ladies. Bex, okay. you can go first. Bex goes first. Zero sexual exploitation. Yep. Even though it was Perfect. heartwarming. <laughs> Except when it's heartwarming. <laughs> Regardless of how heartwarming an outcome may be, it's still terrible. I think that's what you mean to say. <laughs> um, and then my hero... Who is my hero? Um, we can come back if you want. It's a hard one to find any glimmer of hero heroineness no, or anything. There's, there's tough heroes in this one. My hero is going to be Trixie <gasps> because Sister Evangelina doubts her and she really she pulls it together. She does, but also, how good did she look in her slacks? Yes, yeah, she, she did. looked like a movie star. It was so good. I know she looked so glamorous. So Trixie is my hero. Right, Jen. Are, are you are you starting to warm up to Trixie Bex? Yes, I am. There we go. There we I go. I like the way she stood up for herself. Yeah, she's ace. Yeah, Jen? yeah, yeah. Really good. Zero zero. Okay. Um yes. Yeah, so I'll just say, I'll just say, you know, zero is um, you know, the domestic abuse because obviously, yeah, I mean it's just it's a terrible, terrible situation that Molly Brignall and her poor family are in. And um, I think we all feel, you know, the real sadness of that and, and the complication of it for everyone involved. So very bad. Also, I thought when um, when Richie's being really violent in front of Jenny, um, nurse Jenny Lee, 
I don't know why I called her nurse. It's fine. Very formal. Yeah. Jennifer Lee. I'm surprised he was so blatant in front of such an authority figure. Well, well yeah, that's... He's, he's got away with it, hasn't he, for so long? And then she didn't press charges. Like, he's just getting bolder and bolder. Like, he's literally yeah. pimping her out. Like, Well, and, and, to my, and to the point of my zero, there are no protections for Molly Brignall and her children in that situation. And even Sister Julian says, like, if we have to push this situation by pressing charges that like if by Jenny pressing charges against Richie then that's going to interfere with our care of Molly and it's going to push her away and so we have to prioritize the patient over everything and I really think Sister Julian was choking on her words because she didn't want to have to do that but there was absolutely no other choice choice and it was it was just hard I mean it was so yeah. bleak. just bleak bleak is the term yeah the, the ultimate status okay but hero um Yes, I think Trixie definitely. And I'll just add a detail to my hero about that. And I'm, and I'm really loving actually seeing these things in the show. And they, they had one of these in last season too. But when Trixie brings her the big, when Trixie brings Kirsten the big box of British condoms and she says, courtesy of the NHS, you know, and, and I just, and I loved it because now I obviously didn't want Kirsten to continue in that pattern and she wasn't going to because she was going to quit but what I really liked was seeing the NHS really coming into its own and like really starting to do meaningful things for people's lives and for you know care providers to advocate for their patients and like provide the things that they really needed I mean even if it was like a thousand condoms or whatever and I just thought like that is what like a national healthcare service can do and it's it's starting to have really a wonderful positive impacts on people love it hero love national healthcare. Amen. And I think I think we take it for granted a bit. Mm-hmm. This is a good I reminder. I'm so used to it. I love it. <laughs> uh, right, hero and zero. Zero for me, Richie Brignall. It nearly was the captain because that was his daughter. Uh, to be fair, I can I have a joint zero? The captain and Richie Brignall, the abusers. Yeah. Two horrible men. And my hero of the week is uh, the nitrous oxide. It was between nitrous oxide <laughs> and the slacks. But, you know, to give pain just... relief to that many women... Spot on that, she's uh, laughing gas, whatever you are. Well done, gas and air, because you have saved a lot. You made me feel sick, but that's that's just one person. <laughs> you have helped millions of women, so well done, you millions of women, women for generations. Yeah, yeah, generations. Yeah, <laughs> so profound. I'm not gonna let go of that. I love it. I love it. I have to shout out my mom, she loves this show. Okay, um, right, well, that's the uh, that's the end, and uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Okay, and next week is series two, episode two. So please join us for that. Watch it first, listen to us. Let's all have a laugh. Exactly. And I'm just going to remind people of our email address. It will be in the show notes along with the other ways that you can reach out to us. But our email is recallthemidwife at gmail.com. We really hope we hear from people. everyone for the support so far for listening um, and yeah. we, we love we love making this we love hearing that people are and seeing that people are listening to it see you guys next week bye, bye. hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.